All right. All right. Welcome back to episode 33 of Ancient Ways for Modern Days. Uh, this is Andrew, and with me this week, joined with me, actually this week finally, because last week you weren't with me, is... Mike. Mike. Mr. Mike, how's it going? Yeah. All right, man. So it's been, uh, you know, typically we talk about, uh, you know, the Bible, it's ancient wisdom and how it applies to our lives. We're going to do that today as well, and, but we are kind of taking a break from... Uh, well, I mean, we were we were supposed to discuss the last chapter of the book, Who Am I? Identity in Christ, and that's been put off for, for a couple of weeks now, but we'll, we'll eventually get back to it. There are some pressing matters. That, it's, been, it's been a strange few weeks, huh? It has been, man. Uh, so speaking of the last few weeks, man, we are in an unprecedented um, just time in history, right? I mean, like, we've had, we've had pandemics, we've had things in the past, but now... Uh, I guess in the modern age, something like this has never happened before. Uh, we are now dealing with the coronavirus, COVID-19. And now, as, a, as a, for us here in Washington, we are under a stay-at-home order, right? As of what? Was it Wednesday? That went into Wednesday night a- at midnight, shelter in place for two weeks. Two weeks. And I just saw today that it might be extended beyond two weeks, uh, according mm-hmm. to our governor. So I guess, Mike, um, how has life been for you and your family in the midst of um, all this chaos? Yeah, man. So uh, I've moved my office home. Obviously, I'm in the, uh, this is kind of homeschool central where all the homeschooling books and supplies tend to land. And you can tell they're they're in the extremely organized fashion in this room. But uh, actually, we're doing okay. You know, hanging out at home is, uh, it's actually rather enjoyable to have my kids around and be able to work from here. Not necessarily as productive, but there's uh, there's some good things about just being being around the kids and being around the family the whole day. Um, this morning, uh, this morning, uh, making some breakfast, I introduced my kids to something they'd never eaten before and something I haven't had in a long time. What was that? Uh, I fried up some spam. Do you like oh, spam? Okay. Yeah, I've not had spam in a long time. Have they never had that? No, they haven't. And the you know, I, I haven't had a, a whole lot of it. I've I've had it when. Um, some Filipino friends made masubi. Okay. Me, and that is awesome. That is really delicious. If you're, it's like a rice and spam wrapped together with some teriyaki sauce in it. And it's wrapped in like a sushi roll kind of seaweed. And so it's, it's good. I've it's seen good. that. I've never had it. Uh, I grew up eating a lot of spam. I wasn't sure if it was because it's a Vietnamese thing or that my mom just thought it was great that there was canned meat. But uh, I haven't had spam in maybe like a decade. Yeah. yeah. So we, we, we tried it this morning and uh, the boys liked it. Uh, my daughter ate a slice and that was enough for her. <laughs> what did you eat the spam with? Uh, eggs and, uh, and some waffles. Okay. Huh. Um, I am not doing Whole30 at the moment anymore. So I should go try some spam when I get a chance to do go. that. So we, so in the midst of all this, uh, COVID-19 stuff and coronavirus, my brother and I were doing, um, he wanted to do the whole 30. So like strict, super strict paleo. And we realized that by the time we were done, all the foods that we would want to eat would be locked up. So we ended like a couple of days ago and we just, we went crazy. We had like ice cream and pizza and stuff. Uh, that, that, that wrecks my stomach. <laughs> so, so we only did it for one day though. And I'm back to eating like a modified paleo, but, uh, 
thinking about spam now. That'd be that'd be good. Have you recovered? Is your stomach a little bit better? Yeah, it was just that day. So what we Alex and I have talked about just for health reasons that um, we we are going to be living a not not the whole thirty because I don't think that's sustainable beyond thirty days. But we are eating paleo. We call it eighty percent paleo. So if we go out with friends, we're not going to make a big deal about it. But at home, we're going to eat whole foods and then that once one one meal out of every two weeks we're going to go and allow ourselves to eat something whatever we want so i think that's going to be a good rhythm for us um and we'll see how it goes from there so i like how you added when you're you know eating out with friends because that's not going to happen for a few weeks it's it's not and so i we've basically been eating paleo again for well since that since that one meal and uh, it's fine so when we go out to eat with friends well it's not it's not happening, but here in Longview with everything that's going on, we can still order out to eat local if we want. Yeah. So there are some local businesses. Uh, I have friends that own businesses that I want to buy like their pizzas and stuff just to, just to support them and stuff. So, you know, it's, it's been, it's been interesting with this whole lockdown thing. So you've, you've moved all your equipment at home, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And I, I, I'm missing some books, but you know, I've got plenty of others here. Yeah, it's, I think, uh, I, I work from home a lot, but I went up to the church to grab like my files and things just to, I don't know, there were projects we were working on, but then now like, like Easter, like I, I'm not even sure what we're, we're doing with that. It's, this is a crazy, crazy time. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, um, we, we were talking earlier, but I'll share these numbers. I, I was looking, I saw that, uh, the U S now has the most confirmed cases of COVID-19 as of today. Let me see if I can pull these numbers back up. Yes, yeah, had, had the U.S. at like uh, 90, 92,000 and, and uh, second was China at 81,000 and then Italy at just under that. So we have the most confirmed cases now, not the most deaths and uh, and I'm not sure about recoveries, but. So that those numbers could mean a couple of different things too, right? Because we are, are we testing more? I feel like if we're testing more, we're going to get more confirmed cases. Right. You, you know, it, it's hard to, to accurately understand all yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is, you know, deaths you can, you can grab out of that pretty quick. Yeah. And I think uh, like one fifth of the deaths in the, in the United States have been here in Washington. If I, if I've been following the numbers, is that right? Something like, uh, I think there's, there've been like 400, four or 500 deaths in, in the U S and like 90 to a hundred of them have been here in, in Washington. Really? Yeah. I, okay. You know what? Before I start spouting off like fear mongering statistics, I should probably look it up. But uh, I, I'll anyway. <laughs> don't don't hold me to that. There's 109 deaths in King County. Okay. Okay. There it is. And then New York is at the top of the U.S. with uh, 365. Jeez. So yeah. Anyway, uh, the the point of saying you know this is why we're doing this. We're, we're hopefully trying to flatten the curve and at Valley we're, we're obviously not meeting. We haven't met in a number of weeks now. This will be week three. Three. Yeah. And we did two live stream services, but even this week we are pivoting to something different. Yeah. So instead of gathering a team together, even though legally we could and filming, we're just saying, Hey, for the next two weeks, allow people to stay at home as much as possible. And so we're not even having that team interact. We're just all filming our pieces and then uh, Jackson's piecing it together. And then Mike Brochette, he's going to live stream it. And so we're, we're trying to make the best of it. 
Yeah. You know, and th- that's kind of, it's been exciting, I guess, to stretch our creativity and our um, ingenuity a bit because it's going to, hopefully, we're going to live broadcast it and so that we can still interact as a church together. But, um, man, I was just, I've been thinking about, like, had this happened even 20 years ago, like, how would churches go about doing what they're doing? Um, it's, I don't know, it's, it's weird, and it's, it's interesting. It's, it's, what's interesting to me is all these challenges, yet God is faithful, and God uses his people in some really incredible ways. Um, you know, it's just been a joy to watch people at Valley say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to care for this person. Um, services aside, really just be in the church and interacting with each other and, and, you know, Christ honoring ways. It's been a joy to watch. It has been, it's, it's been good to remember that the church is not the building, it's the people. And I have seen, I have seen people who are maybe I'll say a little bit, a little rough, but be the most compassionate and helpful in shepherding, I guess, in, in the midst of all this. And I have loved seeing our people rise up and to care and to love, not just people within our church, but people outside of the church. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, when people started to hoard groceries and hoard um, supplies, it was, it was great to see that people were stepping up and shopping for the people who would be vulnerable through, throughout all this, whether they're new, uh, new, new moms with like newborn babies or just our elderly. Cause that, yep. that's crazy for them to have to go, not even vulnerable to the buyers, but vulnerable to the mob. Like it's been great to see people step up and, and step into the gap for them. So that, that I, I'm excited about that. That's good stuff. It's encouraging. Yeah. I, I've been talking to my brother that, in situations like this, this will either bring the the best of us out or the worst of us. And I, I've loved to see that, love seeing that our church we're stepping up. That's cool. Yeah, it, it's kind of like um, you know, some of these hidden blessings, right? As as we figure out, okay, there's a new normal for the short team, short term, mm-hmm. and and we can just like you know put our head in the sand and and act like it's the end of the world and and be discouraged. Or we can actually turn our eyes to Jesus, this this Lord who is faithful and true, right. and to our God who is who is all present, who's all powerful, who's all knowing, and say, God, I, I don't understand why this is happening. This isn't good for my vantage. Um, there's a lot of bad with this, yet yet God uses everything for the good of His people, right? Yeah. And so that good shows up in different ways. It shows up in our character being formed to become more like Christ. And so you talk about someone who's gruff showing compassion and gentleness and service toward others, man, what's happening in that moment is Jesus is being formed in someone's life in ways that maybe we would not see that happen. Amen. That's, that's a hidden blessing. Yeah. I also, uh, you know, we, we've got a lot of time at home and, you know, the hidden blessing could be, Hey, I, I can catch up on all the TV shows that I like, or the, the really there's a hidden blessing and man, People have an unprecedented amount of time to read the word of God. Right. Families have the ability to sit and, and try family devotions, even though they won't, might not do it perfectly, but, but, you know, dads can gather their family around the, the dinner table and say, Hey, let's open up and let's read, you know, today's passages, Luke 18 in the Bible reading plan in the new Testament. Let's just read this together. Right. And yep. typically 
I mean, my family's a busy family during the spring. We got baseball almost every night of the week. We have to, we have to be creative of, of when and how we do family devotions, but th- there's an opportunity now, you know, to, let's, let's talk about this. We've been praying, yeah. we've been praying in the mornings together. Usually I'm gone before that, but we've just been praying for our day, for the homeschooling, for, um, for the work I'm doing for Jessica. And it's been, I mean, it's, it's not normal. It's not the typical routine. I know we're thrown off, but there are hidden blessings all over the place if we're willing to see them. You know, you, you bring up doing family devotions and I, I think about the people who listen to this. I think in, in, in a past episode, we talked about what family devotions looked like, but you know, someone who might be watching this or listening to this for the first time, uh, I know we weren't planning on this, but do you kind of want to just kind of give an overview of what those look like for you? If someone wanted to just attempt that with their own family? Yeah. And, and I think maybe instead of what it looks like for me, I think uh, just a general plan that I tell people to start with, because as we think family devotions, I've got to get like, you know, I've got to have all of the Bible memorized as the, the one leading it. And I've got to have some really incredible resources and I got to get everyone a special Bible study book. And, and, you know, we, we kind of complicate it. I think yeah. family devotions is really simple and really beautiful. I think you, you open up and you say, Hey, you know, we're going to read this one chapter of the Bible. And I think, um, New Testament gospels, just cycling through the, the gospels over and over again, makes it really easy, especially with a, a younger family because they're stories of Christ, right? Sometimes when you get into letters with the younger kids, it takes a lot more explaining, but you can read a chapter and you can say, Hey kids, what's the, the one thing about Jesus that amazes you in this, this, this passage or this chapter. And you know, a, a, a four-year-old can answer that just as much as a 14-year-old. Yeah. They can say, okay, you know what, Jesus, this is what Jesus did, or this is something Jesus said, and it, it was amazing, right? And so just it, it points your family toward Jesus. It points your family toward thinking about how amazing Christ is. And so you, you have that brief, you know, read, and maybe you have older kids and they share in the reading. We like to pass the reading around. And so read a couple verses and the next person does. And then you ask that question, okay, what, what's one thing that amazes you about Jesus, right? And then you can even follow up and say, okay, what's one thing that you, you think uh, God's trying to get your attention about with this? Maybe get a little bit deeper into their personal life. And then, and then you just say, okay, how can I pray for you? And I think it's really important, um, you know, to, as a dad, you know, and I know not every household has mom and dad, but as much as possible, dads to lead that. Yeah. And dads to say, how can I pray for you? And the kids to go around and, and your wife to hear, okay, these are the prayer requests. And then dad pray and, and pray out loud for your family. That whole thing could take 20 minutes, right? You know, um, sometimes we'll sing, uh, we'll sing a line from a song, not a whole song. Oftentimes we'll just sing the doxology as a family and then, and then it'll be over and then we'll, you know, jump back into whatever's next for us. And it's, uh, it's not complicated. It, you don't have to have a theology degree. Um, but, but you can have a really meaningful, consistent, uh, family devotion just by reading a chapter, asking a couple questions and praying for your family. That's awesome. It, it, it will go a long way. So that, that's, that's one way. Um, we also didn't talk about this, but you're, you've just launched some videos of the gospel project. I did. Yeah. Why don't you explain that a little bit, man? So, you know, for the last almost two weeks now, we haven't been able to do our Wednesday nights. Um, and our Wednesday nights are based around the gospel project and they're based around the ideas that, um, we're learning as a family. So there were life groups for parents who will be learning in a little more depth, um, 
a Bible story. And then with their, their, <clears throat> their curriculum, their daily discipleship guides, there's actually some family devotions in the back. Well, at the same time, kids would be learning. They usually were with me or the youth group would be with you and they'd be learning the same stories. And so that would all culminate and come together to the idea that later on in the week, the families could sit down and, and talk about it. Well, we haven't been able to do that. So to, to continue, I guess, our discipleship, and I, I guess I want to, I, I had some pushback because some people were like, hey, Andrew, this is a crazy time. Like, maybe we should just take a break from this. And I was like, and I, I could see the logic in that. But it was interesting to me that the week that we were supposed to, um, that we were going to take a break, it was, it was talking about why it was important to gather around the word of God. So that was like, that's the first set of videos of like why it's important to gather and to hear the word of God and to engage with the word of God. And as I was reading that, I'm like, no, we got to do something. So we made videos. And so instead of doing one long session for the adults, because typically when you do a life group, it's, it's one long group. We broke up the session into three different videos to go over the three different points each study uh, would go over. So each video is one point from the lesson. And we, we, went, we, went, we went through that. Um, I think I learned a lot this time. I think the next time we do this, which today I'll be recording the next batch, um, we're going to make it a little bit different to make it a little bit speedier and better, but, and to aim it to help parents more. But then we also released videos for kids that the same thing. It's formatted the same way we would do things for, um, for children on Wednesdays. So they should be familiar with it when they see it. And it was fun because I actually got to film a game that the kids can kind of play along with as they're watching it from, yeah. from wherever they are. And in my, my, my brain is like parents could be watching with them and playing with them and learning and, and doing all. So that was super fun. Uh, that was all launched. So that was recorded last week. It was launched yesterday um, at the time of this recording. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping to get some feedback because like I said, like I, we just needed it. And hopefully it'll get better as we continue to do it. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's what we did. So I'm hoping that that's been edifying for our families. That's kind of the, the hidden blessing, right? I mean, we we're just innovating and we're yeah. figuring out new ways to equip families, but I think man, the opportunity right now for families to, to change some habits and to, you know, remember, or remember that Christ is King of the household. This is yeah. just a, such an important time for that. It is because right now, it would be, I think I said this in one of the videos that it would be easy to think, to live in reaction mode and just be like, I got to get groceries. I got to get this set up. I got to do this. I just got to make sure my kids are being homeschooled and to neglect our relationship with God. But the truth is our relationship with God should be the anchor out of everything that's happening right now. I, I, I thank God that we have a deep, that I, like, I have a relationship with him because I can't imagine facing all this right now. And not knowing his goodness, his mercy, and his grace. Not knowing that he's been so faithful to me in the past that he will be faithful to me even now. And uh, I just, we just have to remember that, like, we need to not commit idolatry and to remember that God is good and still continue to connect with him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, I know I'm rambling a little bit with these hidden blessings, but I, I just got so many things in my mind that I, I see happening. You know, this last week, our live stream, there were, uh, there were people watching that we haven't seen in church in, in some time. Yeah. And they were saying things like, Oh, it's so good to hear God's word. It's so good to remember I'm supposed to be in church. And, and I followed up with them and texted him and they were like, yeah, I know I need to get back into it. And so there's this, 
man, there, there's folks that are remembering that, that they need Christ. They need the church. They, that this is how, how it's supposed to work. This is how God designed it to work. So that's been really encouraging to see. You know, I, I don't know if you've seen that as well of people engaging that maybe you haven't had a chance to engage right. with in a while. So I'm, I'm excited that you engage with them throughout the week. I have actually been chasing the people who don't go to our church, who yeah. jumped on, started asking questions. They, they, I, I messaged them through our Facebook page and um, I'm just seeing some people who are like, man, I've been looking for a church and this just feels warm and inviting. And it's, it's, it's such an interesting thing to be able to engage with people in the middle of service to follow up with them throughout the week. And then they feel ministered to, they feel loved, they feel connected with. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, we would not have done this. This would not have happened, right? We wouldn't have connected with these people um, had this not happened. So it, these are, there are a lot of hidden blessings in all this innovation. The other thing is, man, uh, I have had phone calls and text messages, message conversations with people that are part of Valley that I haven't engaged with a whole lot since I've been here. And so being able to connect with people in ways that I haven't before, Mm -hmm. that's been a hidden blessing as well. I mean, just the the number of people that I've had a chance to just have a a phone call with that, you know, in the busyness of life and ministry, that doesn't always happen. And I know that people are connected in other ways, but to be able just to make those, those one-on-one connections, it's been really cool. It has been. And it's, I think one of the things we talked about is how much people are starting to appreciate coming together as a church, uh, this was been, this has been taken away from us. And so I think we realized that we took this kind of stuff for granted. Um, I I've been, so the day the shelter order was installed, I ran into a couple of members of our church and they were just confessing like how it's not enough to text people. It's not enough for them to just be on the phone. Like they miss the connection of community. They miss seeing people face to face. They miss, just talking and checking in with one another uh, so much so that even I, for our life group, we, I hosted a zoom meeting. We didn't go over any content. We just checked in on each other. We laughed about things. We laughed about what's going on in all of our homes because we're all trying to adjust. And I could tell that this, I think our group needed that. They needed to be able to just connect and laugh about that kind of stuff. You know, they say absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? And yep. I think that's part of it is when we, we've had our church services taken away and now it's like, man, you don't realize how meaningful that is, how powerful it is to worship collectively, to see your brothers and sisters in the Lord, to, to greet each other with, with the, the love and affection that is shared by the spirit that dwells in both of us. Like, yeah, uh, someone posted this, uh, this video of Chris Farley coming down a, like a, an aisle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and he just was going crazy, like hugging people and high-fiving people and just Chris Farley, right? Yeah, just being Chris Farley. And uh, they said pastors the first Sunday uh, that, that, you know, church can gather. Man, I think that's going to be all of us. I think it's just going to be, a, man, what a celebration. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know what that first Sunday back's going to look like, but I, I guarantee we're having communion together. Oh, yeah. And I guarantee yeah. it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful day. You know, that should be, we could, we could start to campaign that whenever we, we can first, our first Sunday back or our first weekend back and people just encouraging them to show up and just being in the church. That, that'd be cool. So actually you, you, you brought up, um, the church is being taken away and stuff. I actually, I did want to kind of get your perspective on some things because we, 
we have made decisions as a church to kind of lean into being safe, but also to lean into um, maintaining a positive witness for Christ within our community. Because I think even early on, some people were feeling, well, we can still meet. Why are we even doing live streaming? And then even now, um, this week, we are doing those pre-recorded services. And people could argue that we could still at least skeleton crew live stream. But some of the decisions that were made to, to do this, mainly because we're looking out for our people, but also because we want to be seen as part of the solution, right? Um, yeah. Can you kind of explain the thought process behind that? Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, we have a, a government that we're commanded to obey, right? Romans yeah. 13 talks about, you know, following the authority because all authority is in, in, installed by God. And so we want to obey God's word as far as that takes us as, as, as long as the government isn't commanding us to sin. Now, if they were, if they were telling us, you know what, churches can't meet because we, we don't want you worshiping, that, that would be a different setting. That would right. be a different situation altogether. But what they're saying is, hey, we, we would like no large gatherings because the hope is that we can, you know, flatten the cur- curve is the term that we can uh, prevent this from spreading more and more, that we can stomp this out is the idea before it ramps up. And, and so, you know, honoring government as, as a way of honoring God was part of that decision. And then part of that decision is recognizing, man, if, if we continue to be this church that meets all, you know, in a few different places around town over and over again, and if this continues to ramp up and more and more cases are, are happening, then we're going to be viewed as, you know what, we're pretty selfish. We're pretty self-focused. We're, we're caring about what we want instead of what's best for the community. And so, mm-hmm. you know what? we have this blessing of innovation where we can, we can have services. They're not gatherings and it's not ideal for a short period of time to participate in what's best for the community. Again, short term, and then it's going to end and then we'll be able to gather back together. Um, and so this is, you know, this is honestly, we believe that we're honoring God's word and, and obeying government. We believe that we're honoring God's word and loving our neighbor. Because we want to love not just those that are in our church that are susceptible and vulnerable, but we want to love our neighbor. We want to have a, a good witness as people that can be respectable, right? Yeah. And so that's, that's, that's the balance is, man, maybe we can get away with meeting and, and there's going to be no issue. But for now, let, let's have a good witness. Let's do this the right way for the short term and, and trust God in it. And again, in, in doing that, I know you're about to share, but how many hidden blessings have we seen? by doing this. Like, I think that God's at work in unseen ways and we got to remember that, that God is always working. So go ahead, man. Yeah. No, I, I was just going to say that what you just shared with about the thought process kind of uh, reminded me that it is our flesh to be rebellious, you know, and a, a lot of what you just outlined is us submitting to our government because we are submitting to our God. You know, they're not asking us to sin but they're asking us to be safe. And so I, th- I think the pushback at times is that people are like, well, you know, people like, I don't want people taking away my freedoms and all these things like that, but we operate with a sense of trust over suspicion, you know, and God calls us to be submissive, to be obedient. And I think that's what we can model for, for our folks and for our countries, because when we are rebellious, it actually draws lines in, in a way that it, creates obstacles for sharing the gospel with our community. Um, I was going to, I was going to share earlier that there was a church that made a mistake and uh, in North Carolina where they, 
they announced that the staff was still going to come together for worship. And they said, if you feel led, you can come in and worship with us. And hundreds of people showed up and that pastor um, spent a week just apologizing to the city because they, it tarnished their, their image. And I don't think we should value the opinion, the opinions of man over God, but we are called to serve them, serve people in the name of Christ and love them. And that, it's not very loving, I, I guess, if, uh, I don't know, we can't submit at some capacity. capacity. Yeah, and it's tough, it's tough balance. And, you know, there's different churches in different places of the country that are sorting this out different ways. I think we've got to be careful not to judge churches that, that maybe do meet and, and churches that don't. I, I think that we've got to do what's right in the, the individual community we're in. I mean, we're on the coast. We're in Washington. Um, so I, yeah. I, I that church was some of the, the, you know, central areas of this, uh, the country, maybe a little different context, but I, I think that, you, you know, we, we've got, there's more than one command, right. And we've got to handle them all well, recognizing that, that God, he gives us wisdom in our context and in our situation, you know, he gives us his spirit and his word. And so if we're trying to be faithful to as much of the scripture as we know, like that's why we have to know the word well, if we're trying to be submissive and dependent upon the Lord, he, he's going to guide each church and each church leadership elder, um, the, the group of elders, right? That's really important. I think, you know, if we're just rambling a little bit, you're talking about, you know, we're rebellious by nature. Man, the way we, the way we respond to the authority God has, uh, he's, in, he's placed in this world and in the different areas shows a lot about the way we respond to God and his authority, right? Right. So God gives authority to the government. He gives authority to the household and authority in the church. And, and those are three different spheres, right? Mm-hmm. So we've got to keep separated in how we understand them and the roles of the authority in each of them. Yet, you know, uh, man, people in, in families, they, they don't want there to be a clear line of authority. They, they, you know, they want to listen to what the scripture says about the, the husband leading his home, right? Uh, the same way we, we push against the idea of, of being submissive to the governmental authorities. As long as it's not calling you to sin, as, not a, as long as it's not keeping you from doing what God's word has commanded us, we're to be submissive, even if it's difficult, even if it's stuff we don't like. And, and even in the church, right? The, the pastoral authority, the elders, they, they have an authority that honestly, a lot of folks, we struggle with it, right? We want to come. We want to go to a service. We want to leave and we want to live however we want and not be accountable and, and not actually trust and listen to the authority. Yet each of those authorities, if we understand God's put them in their roles for his purposes to reflect his authority. Right. And, and I get it, man. We're, I'm a rebellious person too. All of us are. Yeah, we are. But when we walk in submission and in obedience to his authority, we're honoring him. And man, that's where we, I think that's why we're seeing so many hidden blessings because we're trying to follow God's authority. Yeah, I agree with that. I think because we've been trying to honor God this whole time, um, man, blessing is just being poured out. And that's, that's awesome. So that's because we have faith in our God. He's in control. And so we we're just working with what is coming our way. So I, uh, I, I'm not sure how long we've been going. But uh, I think I think we're looking at almost like a half hour now. <laughs> you, well, you know, I, I think you know the other thing that we we want to talk about is um, you know what the future holds. Okay, I yeah. think um, we're going to continue to do these digital services for the short term. Um, 
you know, we said we're going to do it up until uh, Palm Sunday. That decision has been made. This next week, we'll decide, you know, what what April is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I imagine April is going to look a lot like March, uh, just the way things are shaping up. Um, and so we're in this for a little bit more of a, a long haul. Yeah. The thing that you and I have been talking about is maybe doing some some church wide Zoom meetings. Yeah. Well, the thought is we might even try this weekend. Is like half an hour after the uh, the digital the live streaming on Saturday night and on Sunday. Um, we'll just invite the church into a Zoom room like what we have right here, mm-hmm. and people can pop up on and they can share and they can talk and we can say, "Hey, what's going on?" and "How you doing?" and, and honestly, I just like to maybe check in with folks and then just spend some time opening up prayer and yeah. having the opportunity to pray with other people. We'll probably do that this weekend. Um, we haven't necessarily made the decision, but it seems like that's where we're going. Now, this podcast this will land on Monday, and so hopefully, yeah, uh, so- we'll be saying, "No, oh, it was great." You know, yeah, right. So yeah, so at the time of this recording, by the time people hear this, that weekend will have already gone by. But uh, hopefully, it will have worked out well. I'm, I'm sure it will, and we'll just continue to improve what we're trying to do because church is more than just listening to the message, right? It's it's connecting, and so hopefully, um, we'll use the technology available to us to to connect. Awesome, man. All right, man. I think that is. Uh, I think that's it. You know, Mike, we always end with, with prayer. So do you want to pray for our listeners and just pray for, I guess, just our situation? Yeah, happy to. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Lord, we, we turn our attention to you. We, we cast our cares upon you because you care for us. Lord, we, we bring this, um, this global situation before you, asking that you would bring healing and you would bring wisdom to all leaders at every level. We, leaders in government, leaders in home, leaders in church, Lord, we would have wisdom in how to move forward. Lord, we pray that you would, um, you'd be providing for each home, providing for each person. God, I pray for those who are part of Valley and and even those who are disconnected from Valley. Lord, I, I pray that you would be reminding them of your great love for them. And Lord, you'd be giving them that longing to be connected to the church family. And I pray that the Valley as a whole, we would be caring for one another and Lord, I pray that you would allow us to, to extend that care beyond our church family into our community. Lord, for those who are needy, those who are hurting, those who are scared, help, help us to be a, a witness. Help us to be salt and light in this world who, um, who really are trying to figure out which way is up in these strange times. God, we honor you. We, we desire to honor you more and more every day. Lord, help us to be those living sacrifices. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.